Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest abortion provider, is facing criminal charges in Kansas. We'll discuss the chances that this organization might finally be held to account for its deceptions. And we'll continue discussing false prophets and their phony faith with Pastor Barry Cameron. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. Why don't we just ask Osama, bin Laden, Osama Obama, uh, Obama what there is, there is since um, he won by such a big amount. All right, that's Senator Ted Kennedy. He's trying to talk about Barack Obama or Osama bin Laden. Uh, a bit of confusion there, <laughs> but there's some breaking news today, and that is... Barack Obama is now ahead in Iowa, ahead of Hillary Clinton. And there's another poll asking Americans who's the most likable presidential candidate among the Republicans and among the Democrats. Who would you go bowling with? Who would you have over for dinner? And the Republicans and the Democrats. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Listen to some new campaign ads. In fact, we're opening up the phones right now. Who do you support on the Democrat side? Obama, Clinton, Richardson, Kucinich. Who do you support on the Republican side? Is it Thompson? Is it Huckabee? Is it Giuliani or McCain? The number is 800-881-9270. 800-881-9270. We want your reaction to these new ads and these new issues today. There's another big story. Planned Parenthood is well known for performing abortions, also providing contraception, and really spreading this message of sexual freedom but some Planned Parenthood facilities are actually lying about their activities. At least that's the charge. Uh, they're covering up crimes like statutory rape. They're falsifying records, performing illegal late-term abortions. Now, these are among the charges that have been brought against Planned Parenthood in Kansas, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Also, Barry Cameron, pastor of Crossroads Christian Church, is going to join us a little bit later. We're going to continue our emphasis on false prophets and their phony faith. Okay, and also, Pino, we're going to hear an update on embryonic stem cell research. There's some new research out there where these scientists are taking human skin cells and turning them into something like embryonic stem cells. This would not require the destruction of human embryos. So we're going to hear some, some reports later on in the program about that. You don't want to miss it. But yesterday we had Tom Tancredo on the program. He uh, has made a signature issue 
running for president of the United States against illegal immigration. We want to know who you're supporting today. The number is 800-881-9270. And And I want you to listen now to this new ad from Fred Thompson. He's running for president, and he also addresses the issue of illegal immigration. Americans know we have an illegal immigration problem, and most of us have a good idea about how to start fixing it. Secure our borders and enforce the law. Giving up by granting amnesty is not the answer. It's unfair to those who have played by the rules and ignores the rule of law. It's also a matter of national security. We can do a lot better than this, and with your help, we will. I'm Fred Thompson, and I approve this message. Fred Thompson, President. All right, that's Fred Thompson, law and order actor, former senator from the state of Tennessee. Uh, He has um, legal training. And uh, here he is with a, a big ad on immigration, Penna. And a lot of people think that that will be an issue that the Republicans uh, will use effectively in the general campaign. We want to know what you think. 800-881-9270. Do you support Thompson? Do you support Huckabee? Do you support Tancredo or McCain or Giuliani? Or what about Hillary or Obama? Let's go next to the Mike Huckabee ad. We want your reaction. Uh, Huckabee has been using humor, but he makes some some issue statements as well in this ad. An important policy message from Governor Mike Huckabee. My plan is secure the border. Two words. Chuck Norris. (laughs) Mike Huckabee's a lifelong hunter who'll protect our Second Amendment rights. There's no chin behind Chuck Norris's beard, only another fist. Mike Huckabee wants to put the IRS out of business. When Chuck Norris does a push-up, he isn't lifting himself up. He's pushing the earth down. Mike's a principled, authentic conservative. Chuck Norris doesn't endorse. He tells America how it's going to be. I'm Mike Huckabee, and I approve this message. So did Chuck. Chuck Norris approved. <laughs> well, uh, Penn, a lot of humor there, but three big issue, issues. Guns, Second Amendment rights, illegal immigration, and the IRS. Mm-hmm. And using, Taxes. I mean, these are hot issues, mm-hmm. but using humor to sort of, you know, diffuse any anxiety people might have. Very effective. Huckabee's done that as well in the debates. What do you think, folks? The number is 800-881-9270. Who are you supporting? We've got Mary on the line. Mary, thank you for calling. Mary, who do you support and why? I support Mike Huckabee. Why? Uh, because he is he, he's very clear and concise in what he stands for. Uh, he makes no bones about his strong stand, and I, I appreciate that. And I, I do like his humor. He isn't—he doesn't take himself so seriously that he can't throw some humor in there. Well, thanks, Mary. You know, uh, it's interesting to me that he brings up the gun issue 
because, and I've heard Huckabee do this a couple of times in the debates, he's from Arkansas. You remember Mitt Romney got in trouble for pretending to be a lifelong hunter, and it turned out, well, he'd just done a little small game hunting once or twice when he was a kid. But this is a real issue. In fact, I want us to go to a report right now because there is a major Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms case before the Supreme Court right now. The D.C. government wants the Supreme Court to uphold its 31-year ban on handgun ownership. A federal appeals court struck down the ban as incompatible with the Second Amendment. The announcement the high court would get involved was widely expected. Both the district and the man who challenged the ban asked for the Supreme Court review. The case could make the decisive debate over guns an issue in the 2008 presidential and congressional elections. Mike Hempen, Washington. Penna, you know, abortion is certainly a big issue and marriage, but uh, we're going to have two to three new Supreme Court justices appointed by the next president. And uh, all of these gun cases will hinge as well on those appointments. It's been a long time since the Supreme Court has considered a gun case. And, uh, of course, in D.C., there's been a ban on handguns for 31 years. This was overturned in the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. So this is huge that the Supreme Court has taken this. It's going to be watched. And as you said, it will be a campaign issue. All right, folks, we want to know who you're supporting. Are you supporting Huckabee or Thompson or Tancredo or Giuliani? You know, um, Governor Rick Perry has endorsed Rudy Giuliani. Congressman Pete Session has endorsed Rudy Giuliani. These are pro-life Republicans, and they've surprised many by endorsing these pro-choice, pro-abortion candidate like Giuliani. Well, we've got Bob on the line. Bob, thank you for calling and holding. Who are you backing, Bob, and why? Uh, more power to uh, uh, Huckabee. Any man that's got uh, Chuck Norris on his side has got to be a man against uh, illegal immigration. And the bad guys in general. <laughs> exactly, and it's time that uh, Romney uh, comes out and uh, the da- talks about uh, the the uh, Mormon religion and quit hiding behind it. Mm. Well, I think you're right, Bob, in that... Uh, Uh, You know, one of the things that's going to happen with Romney, I think, and I've not heard this at all in the national media, you know, he's a Mormon, he's a Mormon, but no one is talking about the more sensational, weird dimensions of Mormonism. And at some point that's going to come out, the underwear, the Jesus being the uh, half-brother of Satan, uh, what God is today, someday you will become, the golden tablets, and on and on we could go. There's some very weird features to Mormonism. Not that he doesn't have a right to be a Mormon. Not that if there's not freedom of religion. Not that there's not a religious test for, for, for office. But at some point, there's a weirdness factor, I would think, that uh, is, people are going to say, now, is this man actually that naive? Or is he just a surface Mormon? And uh, that is going to come out at some point. And if it comes out... I don't out, think he's a surface Mormon because he's been a leader in, and, well, in the he Mormon said, church. He said he's true blue. He's not a cafeteria mm-hmm. Mormon. And true blue, if you look at Mormon uh, lore, there's a, that's a sto- there's a story about a man who comes out and says he's true blue Mormon. That means he understands it, he knows it, he believes it. Now, the question really is then, does he really believe that stuff, it's really incredible. We've got Jonathan on the line from Dallas. Jonathan, thank you for calling. Who are you backing and why? Uh, yes, hello. Um, I am uh, backing Huckabee um, because uh, I remember seeing him in the first debate, and um, they, they had asked the Republicans who, was in, or who believed in evolution and who didn't, and uh, Huckabee was, was one, of the, one of the guys who 
who said he didn't, and he just seemed um, to be not afraid of, you know, his religion, his, you know, Christianity, his faith in Christ. So that is my main reason. Well, he's certainly not afraid to talk about his faith, and I think he does it in a very winsome manner. Uh, one of the issues that's been sort of tough for Huckabee, people have been saying that he was a taxer as governor of Arkansas, but I found a piece today, or actually yesterday on CNS News, which says that Giuliani, Thompson, and McCain have all refused to sign the no tax pledge that is put out by Americans for tax reform, which says, you know, will you raise taxes during your term in office? Now, Huckabee has signed it, and uh, so what this says is that uh, it's really helpful for Huckabee and gives him a boost that these other three refuse to sign it. They don't want to commit themselves, and yet he has, and yet he's the one that's experiencing the criticism for here and there raising taxes in Arkansas. Okay, who are you supporting? What about the Democrat side? You've got Hillary. You've got um, Barack Obama. You've got Richardson. You've got Kucinich, and a new poll out today in Iowa, the first uh, caucus state. It's like a primary state, but it's a caucus. And Barack Obama is ahead 30 points to 26 for Clinton. And you say, well, what's the big deal here? Well, John Kerry was at 5% nationally when he won Iowa. And that pushed him over 50% the very next week. If Obama wins Iowa, that's bad news for Hillary Clinton. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Jim on the line from Grand, Grand Prairie. Jim, thank you for calling. What's your view, Jim? Well, my view is that it, uh, they're going to appoint who they, they want to be president anyway. This country is run by the uh, Freemasons. Who's, who's going to appoint the president? Do what? Who's going to appoint the president? We get to elect Our the president. system. But we elect the electors. No, we do not. They're appointed. This this country was founded on Freemasonry. That's why there's all that Egyptian stuff in Washington, D.C. All right, Jim. Well, that's way, way out there in left field. Yes, some of the early leaders of America were Freemasons. Yes, you can find some similarity in some of the symbols on the money. But uh, I just don't see any way you can really believe that Freemasons uh, control the electorate and... Um, the, the votes, uh, the Electoral College. I just don't believe it. But another major poll out today on who is the most likable. When we come back, we'll address that very quickly. And then we're going to talk about Planned Parenthood under attack in Kansas. And uh, there is a Republican candidate who is at the front who says not only he's for abortion, but he's for the funding of abortion. What does that mean for the Republican Party? Uh, this is Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. We're going to talk about all of this in terms of the Christian worldview when we come back in the next segment. You heard the discussions. Because we've talked about a lot of the problems, but we want to transition now to practical solutions. And the solutions. Check their content, you check their conduct, and you check their converts. Now hear it all again, anytime. KCBI's town hall meeting, The Battle for Truth. Beware of false prophets. Nobody likes controversy, and yet there's some things worth fighting for. 
This exclusive presentation is available in a two-CD set. It makes a great resource for you, a friend, even a church library. And I think what we need to do is we need to preach the truth. To order, call anytime, 817-299-4247 and follow the prompts. I have no problem with people teaching that God wants to bless them. The battle for truth. But when it just comes to that one issue right there, you know, it's either put up or shut up. It's a month-long focus here on CRN, the Criswell Radio Network. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. All right, we're back, and uh, Bill is on the line. Uh, we're asking, who do you support for President of the United States and why? Bill, thank you for holding. What's your view? Thank you. Uh, I support Alan Keyes. Uh, I think that uh, Dr. Keyes is probably the best grounded candidate in all the areas, from uh, the uh, border control to abortion to uh, uh, the size of government. I think that uh, a lot of the other candidates have some good points, but I think that Dr. Keyes uh, surpasses them all in, in all areas combined. Well, he is certainly articulate. He is pro-life. He knows the Constitution up and down, but uh, he doesn't seem to be getting enough traction right now. But maybe if enough people like you call in and speak out and speak up, uh, he will. He's not in the debates, and I'm assuming the reason is because he's not on the ballots of enough states or of all the states. Do you know if that's the case? I don't think he declared early enough. What's that? I know that he's on the ballot in at least seven states, but I I don't know Mm -hmm. uh, the total number of any of the others. Is he going to be the candidate for the Constitutional Party? Uh, Right now he's running Republican. Okay. Well, we'll we'll try to find out more about mm-hmm. Alan Keyes. We've had him on this program before. Certainly a staunch advocate for the sanctity of marriage, the sanctity of human life and um, religious freedom. Religious freedom, very again, very articulate. Now I want to go over to uh, the Democrat side for a minute because there's some really some news here that's hurting Hillary Clinton. Two major stories, but uh, Joe Biden has put together a commercial. Now he's running as a Democrat for president and an unusual thing happened at the last debate, and that was that many of the candidates began to say, hey, we agree with what Joe says on this, <laughs> on that. And it was uh, so much the case that Joe Biden's people put together an ad. You'll want to hear it. Exactly what Joe Biden talked about here. And I, I want to add on to something that Joe Biden said. To do exactly what Joe is saying. Which Listen, Joe's exactly right. Uh, Senator Biden just spoke about to make and, it. All right. But I, I just want to say Senator Biden really deserves uh, a, a lot of plaudits because he knows this issue forwards and backwards. I want to say amen to Joe Biden because he's 100% right. you got a friend in me. Based on the conversations I've had with military uh, planners and outside experts. All right, that's enough of that, but that's Joe Biden's ad, and he's just uh, documenting all these other candidates that agree with him. But he didn't get started very soon in this race, and he's not really showing up in the polls. But I'll tell you what's happened to Hillary Clinton. Two things have happened. Number one, Barack Obama has pulled ahead of Hillary Clinton in Iowa. And again, you say, well, why is that so important? She's still ahead nationally. She is. But again, John Kerry was at 5% before the Iowa caucuses, and he won those caucuses, and immediately he began 
to poll at over 50 percent. He became the Democrat front runner. Could this happen to Hillary? Also, a new poll today, Associated Press and Yahoo News, kind of a fun poll. Who is the most likable candidate for the Democrats, for the Republicans? And for the Democrats, it was Obama. While they Hmm. might be voting for Hillary, they said, we'd rather spend time bowling with Obama or a dinner guest, Obama. And what about the Republicans? Well, Rudy Giuliani was the most likable Republican, bowling partner or dinner guest. But again, Rudy Giuliani has got problems with the base of the Republican Party. And we're about to talk about the issue that I think most conservative evangelicals are most concerned about, and that is the sanctity of human life. And I want to remind you of Rudy's position. It's not just pro-choice, but it is for public funding, that is taxpayer-funded abortions. Here's Rudy Giuliani. There must be public funding for abortions for poor women. We cannot deny any woman the right to make her own decision about abortion because she lacks resources. I have also stated that I disagree with President Bush's veto last week of public funding for abortion. That's his position, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Well, speaking of abortion, on December 3rd, a grand jury is going to be convened in Kansas to investigate Planned Parenthood. Now, Planned Parenthood, as we know, is the largest abortion provider in the country. Johnson County District Attorney Phil Klein, who's been on this program, has filed a 107 criminal count complaint against Planned Parenthood. Now, the charges cover the range from performing unlawful late-term abortions to falsifying records to everything in between. And uh, with uh, uh, us right now is Pat Adair, who is the Kansas State Director for Women Influencing the Nation. And uh, Pat, thanks for joining us. Tell us about this case. Oh, it gets interesting, more interesting every day. Um, Yes, he filed that. That's a little bit separate from the grand jury that you uh, mentioned. Okay, well, explain that for us. Well, the grand jury was... um, gotten by the citizens of Johnson County, you have to have um, 2%, approximately 2% of the people that voted for the governor in the last election. So they signed a petition. Signed a petition. It had to be 3,800. We received 6,400 signatures and turned those in. It normally takes 60 days. We turned those in on on November, I'm sorry, October 25th. And it normally takes 60 days to the election office to verify them. And then the judges have to have a majority and we have pretty liberal judges here. So we expected it to take till the end of December. In two weeks, <laughs> they gave it back to us hmm. saying it was approved and that they would convene the grand jury on December 3rd. To, and we had seven allegations, you know. Um, okay. So what, what, what are these allegations that the grand jury will be looking at? They're going to be, let's see, I've got a petition right here. The seven is... Um, performing, uh, performing, allowing to be performed, or completely colluding to perform, and that goes with Tiller, uh, George Tiller in Wichita, mm-hmm. performing Famous abortionist. abortions. Uh, so for, partial birth abortion has been illegal in Kansas for a long time, right? No, no, it has not. It okay, goes back so and just forth, since the court decision. Yes. Okay. Um, but he then just does another type um, down in Wichita, that's the fella, and Planned Parenthood sends the third trimester abortions down to him, so that's 
part of the colluding to perform the illegal late-term abortions, uh, failing to report suspected child rape, um, failing for, to follow the standard of care on medical, fail, providing false information um, to avert government action, harvesting and illegal trafficking in fetal tissue, failing wow. to comply with parental consent requirements, and then failing to enforce required 24 hours. Okay, let me go back to one of the charges when you talk about statutory rape, because what happens a lot of times is young girls come into the Planned Parenthood clinics for abortions, and uh, we've seen uh, investigations that have been done across the country where sometimes they're brought in by people, you know, older men, and so it is statutory rape, but Planned Parenthood just chooses not to report that to anyone. Is that what this is about? Yes, absolutely. We get that story over and over again from counselors, you know, that are counseling girls outside, you know, the abortion clinic that are 12, 13 years old, and Planned Parenthood is telling them they do not have to report that, you know, that it isn't a law, and it is. So if you would have any of your listeners go on to um, childpredator.com, they can hear the 800 interviews that a person said that they were 13 years old calling 800 Planned Parenthoods and abortion clinics around the country. A lot of evidence. Yeah, I believe 90% of them said, no, we can cover that up. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking to Pat Adair, Kansas State Director for Women Influencing the Nation. Pat, isn't what all of this is about the fact that medical personnel in the abortion industry have been given special status, um, uh, a free pass, more or less, not to have inspections at their clinics, not to fill out paperwork that other doctors and nurses have to fill out, not to obey the rules. Uh, isn't it the case that the abortion industry has pretty much operated under a, as a law unto itself and now you've got some, some folks saying, no, you've got to be accountable. And um, what, what's going to be the outcome here? Well, we pray. You know, we say if they haven't done anything wrong, let's take it to court and, you know, let them have their, their day in court. If they haven't done anything wrong, they shouldn't have anything to worry about. But, you know, as we all know, they are doing a lot of things wrong. Do you know here on the 107 charges that Phil Klein, which is separate from the Cranjian, grand jury, but these are 2003 abortion records that took him three years to go through our legal system to get when he was the attorney general. And the 107 charges are on 29 records, and no women's names are on there, by the way, to be <laughs> sure, right. no, no right. privacy, mm -hmm. but it was on 29 records. You know, and there's 23 felonies in there that, you know, they falsify the records. We have had in Kansas, we have had four independent judges find that there's evidence that the law has been broken in our state, you know, the laws that we have, both by George Tiller, the late-term abortionist, and Planned Parenthood. And they've com committed altogether 156 criminal acts. And still, if you would see this fight that is going on between the current attorney general that's got into office with abortion money and the Supreme Court that's very liberal. I mean, they are just fighting. <laughs> Pat, we have to go. We're so sorry we're up on a hard break here. But uh, Godspeed to you in your efforts and to Phil Klein. Everybody and, keep playing for Phil Klein. And made this spread across the nation. Yes, and finally, uh, the people, through elected officials, holding the abortion industry into account. Mm -hmm. And... Um, 
for uh, not reporting rape, for performing late-term abortions, illegal abortions, for falsifying medical records, for selling fetal tissue, and uh, harvesting this fetal tissue. And so um, the sanctity of human life, certainly one of the key elements of the Christian worldview, from conception to natural death, every human life images God is of worth, of value, and dignity. If we're going to be pro-life, we're going to have to be against abortion. When we come back, the battle for truth, beware of false prophets, an interview, a live interview with Pastor Barry Cameron. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Okay, last week we had the town hall meeting, the battle for truth, beware of false prophets, and all of that began out at Crossroads Christian Church, Pastor Barry Cameron preaching a sermon series uh, called False Prophets and Their Phony Faith. And one of the people we were reacting to that night was uh, Joel Osteen, one of the most popular preachers in America. You can find his books by the bushel. If you walk into uh, Walmart or grocery stores or drug stores, there he is, beautiful, smiling face. It's hard not to like this guy. He comes across so likable and so nice. But the standard for the man of God is truth and faithfulness to the Word of God. And folks, I want you just to listen again to Joel Olstein, interviewed by Larry King about whether or not a person must believe in Jesus Christ to be forgiven of sin and to go to heaven. Here's Larry King and Joel Olstein. What if you're Jewish or Muslim and you don't accept Christ at all? You know, I, I just, I'm very careful about saying who and would and wouldn't go to heaven. I don't know. I think only but God. But you believe you have to believe in Christ. I so believe. They're that, wrong, aren't they? Well, people? I don't know if I believe they're wrong. I believe here's what the Bible teaches. And from the Christian faith, this is what I believe. But I just think that only God can judge a person's heart. I've spent a lot of time in India with my father. And, uh, you know, I don't know all about their religion. But I know they love God. And I don't know. I'd have to, you know, I've seen their sincerity. So. All right. That is Joel Olstein saying... He doesn't know if they're wrong. That is, Hindus, atheists, Muslims who don't believe in Jesus. He said, I don't know if they're wrong. And he also said... I can't get over, no matter how many times I listen to that clip, I cannot get over any kind of a minister who calls himself a Christian saying that. Well, let's talk to a man who's been really convicted about this trend among some of the popular preachers of the day, and that is Pastor Barry Cameron of Crossroads Christian Church out in Grand Prairie. He hosted... The town hall right there in his church. The battle for truth. Beware of false prophets. Pastor Barry, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jerry. It's good to be with you. Hey, what are your reflections again on that soundbite we just heard? Well, first of all, you know, Penna was saying that she she had a hard time with a minister using those kind of comments. Uh, you know, I, I'd be so bold to say I wouldn't call Joel Osteen a minister. I, I'd call him a motivational speaker. That's I mean, really you, what he is. When you watch what he has to say... I mean, that would be, uh, that'd be at home at any Rotary meeting, any Kiwanis Club meeting, uh, any motivational seminar. I mean, what he says there fits perfect uh, in any of those settings. But inside the, the walls of a church, I mean, he's not proclaiming 
the whole counsel of God. And, I mean, that's the, 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 the job of a preacher is clear in Second Timothy chapter 4. We're to preach the Word. That's hey, the Barry, word of God. let's just stop right there because I have another clip from 60 Minutes where a, a secular interviewer actually challenges him on his message and on this point. Here's Joel Osteen. To become a better you, you must be positive towards yourself. Develop better relationships. Embrace the place where you are. Yeah. Not one mention of God in that. Not one mention of Jesus Christ in that. That's just my message. There is scripture in there that backs it all up. But I feel like, Byron, I'm called to help people. How do we walk out the Christian life? How do we live it? And these are principles that can help you. I mean, if there's a lot better people qualified to say, here's a book that's going to explain the scriptures to you. I don't think that's my gifting. All right, that's Joel Osteen. Pastor Barry Cameron is on the line with us from Crossroads Christian Church. Pastor Barry, your reflections on that bit of sound. Well, I again, it's, you know, it's motivational, you know, gobbledygook. Psychobabble, you know. I mean, his uh <laughs> saying, in fact, the interviewer said, you know, there's no mention of God, there's no mention of Jesus. Of course, Joel says, well, there are scriptures in there that back up what I have to say. I mean, shouldn't uh Shouldn't Joel be backing up what Scripture says rather than having the Bible try to back up what he's trying to come across with? I mean, the whole idea of helping people walk out the Christian life, I I think if you leave God out, you leave Jesus out, you leave the Bible out, I mean, you've walked out, you've walked out on the Christian life. Mm. You're not helping people walk them out. I mean, when he tells Larry King, you know, he's going to let God decide uh, who goes to heaven, who goes to hell, well, the the Bible's very clear. Acts 4.12, salvation is found in no other name. There's no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved, the name of Jesus Christ. I think that's pretty clear. You know, but Joel is, uh, you know, his new book, Your, Your Best Life Now, you know, that, that sounds eerily opposite of what Jesus says in John 16.33 when he says, uh, in this world you'll have tribulation, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And I think that a church that doesn't anchor itself in the Word of God, when the, when the storms come, and they will come, when the trials come, and they will come, if all you're anchored to is uh, cotton candy clergy who make promises that smell good, taste good, feel good, and sound good, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to be in trouble. Jesus himself said if you build your house on the sand, you're in trouble. Better build it on the rock. Now, Barry, you're... Uh... Your series called False Prophets and Their Phony Faith was really the inspiration for the town hall that we had last week. And I want our listeners to know that we're airing this every Tuesday in November right here on KCBI. We're airing it at noon and then again at 7.30 p.m. every day. So at noon and at 7.30 for the rest of November, we're airing that series. Would you just tell our listeners some of the other themes that they can listen for and listen to in that series? Well, we talked about uh, the reckless lies of false prophets, how the, uh, the false prophecies that come from the lips of some of these uh, self-proclaimed uh, prophets, how they cause trouble in the lives of people. Uh, we talked about uh, the book, 90 Minutes in Heaven, that came out, sold over a million copies, and you know, people are wanting to read about this guy that supposedly went to heaven. We he said there were no songs in heaven about the blood of Jesus. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he specifically said that there were, there were no songs whatsoever about uh, uh, the sacrifice of Jesus. He, said he, he specifically said there were no songs like the old rugged cross 
or the nail-scarred hand. Well, if you read in Revelation chapter 5, verses 11 and 12, it talks about the lamb that was slain. I mean, the Bible we have... Worthy is the lamb. They sang a song. Worthy is the lamb who was slain, who's redeemed us to God by his blood. Let me ask you this question, Pastor Barry. What would you say are some of the signs of a false prophet looking at the Bible? You know, what are some of the telltale signs that uh, this man, this woman, is a false prophet? Well, first of all, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, yes. that's our first test. Acts 17.11 says they search the Scriptures daily to see if what Paul the Apostle said was true. I mean, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, that's, that's your first, first test, that if they fail that, forget it. Second test is if what they say doesn't come true. In Deuteronomy, the Bible is very yes. clear that if a prophet prophesies a thing and it doesn't come to pass, they were to be stoned to death. Now, I don't encourage people to stone modern-day false prophets, but I do think we ought to stop listening. Uh, stop giving. Their, stop going. Yeah, stop going to their uh, meetings. Stop buying their books. Stop listening to their CDs. Stop watching them on television. Uh, for example, there's a very popular uh, Bible teacher named Paula White. Her and her husband just recently went through uh, a divorce. And by the way, it's the second divorce for both of them. I mean, people should not, these folks should not be on Christian television uh, teaching anyone else about the Word of God. They ought to be working on their marriage. Well, and I think about years ago, this old book, 88 Reasons Jesus Will Come in 88, then they changed it to 89 Reasons that Jesus Would Come in 1989. Right. Those were definite false prophecies from false prophets about the future. And uh, anybody who makes that kind of a prophecy, it's unfulfilled. We can discount them, really, as a false prophet. Can I add a question to that? Because right now there are people who talk about eschatology uh, in very different ways. And you've got some pretty high-profile guys talking about, you know, when the rapture is and uh, whether there's a millennium and... Uh, you know, whether Jesus has already come back. And, well, there have always been disagreements And there are disagreements that. on this. So this is one of the questions that I didn't get, because I was going to ask you this, but we had way too many people weighing in at the uh, town hall meeting, uh, Pastor Barry. But what about that? I mean, are people, you know, is this just a, a disagreement among believers on eschatology? Well, I think, again, you know, the, the final word on everything ought to be the Word of God. Yes. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 7, Jesus told his own disciples. They were wondering about, you know, Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? You know, when's all this stuff going to happen? And he <laughs> said specifically to them, it's not for you to yes. know the times or dates. The Father is set by his own authority. He said, you're to be my witnesses, Acts 1.8. You're, you're to That's go good. to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And I think it's a cop-out sometimes. I'm, I'm all for uh, Bible prophecy, and I believe in it, study it, teach it. But, but any Bible prophecy that doesn't ultimately lead us to talk about Jesus and how the world's going to end and Christians are going to win and we're going to get to spend eternity in heaven and motivate us to witness, I think is a total waste of time. I think if all we're doing is talking about, well, you know, we need to prepare for the Lord's return. Well, part of preparing for the Lord's return is reaching out to every man, woman, boy, and girl who doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, because if they don't know him, it won't matter what's going to happen in the end times. They're going to miss it. Yeah, the the stress of the Bible is to be prepared and to get ready. And uh, Pastor Barry Cameron, uh, we look forward to these programs every Tuesday at noon at 7.30 p.m., right here on KCBI, False Prophets and Their Phony Faith. Pastor Barry Cameron, Crossroads Christian Church. Hey, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Jerry. It's my privilege. All right. We have a caller on the line. We've got Jonathan from Dallas on the line. Jonathan, thank you for calling and holding. Uh, What's your thought on this? 
yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, first, I would just like to say um, uh, great job on the, the whole Joel Osteen issue. I'm, I'm glad to hear uh, people talking it and uh, calling what it is. But um, the reason I've called, uh, for maybe so bold to, to switch the subject real quick, <laughs> um, the uh, the Catholic Church and uh, the Pope. Um, what is your your thoughts on um, the Pope as uh, an antichrist? Um, you know the whole Vicar of Christ thing on the uh, the Pope hat, and so essentially we have a whole line of men calling themselves God. All right, place. Jonathan. Uh, I'm so glad it's break time. I have a few seconds to think about this answer. But buckle your seatbelts. I'm going to answer it when we come back. What do we think about the Pope? What do we think about the Catholic Church? What do we think about the gospel that the Catholic Church preaches and teaches? We will answer that when we come back. It's Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. Tremendous guests coming next week. I'll announce those as well when we come right back. You heard the discussions. Because we've talked about a lot of the problems, but we want to transition now to practical solutions. And the solutions. Check their content, you check their conduct, and you check their converts. Now hear it all again, anytime. KCBI's Town Hall Meeting, The Battle for Truth. Beware of false prophets. And nobody likes controversy, and yet there's some things worth fighting for. This exclusive presentation is available in a two-CD set. It makes a great resource for you, a friend, even a church library. And I think what we need to do is we need to preach the truth. To order, call anytime, 817-299-4247 and follow the prompts. I have no problem with people teaching that God wants to bless them. The battle for truth. But when it just comes to that one issue right there, you know, it's either put up or shut up. It's a month-long focus here on CRN, the Criswell Radio Network. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. All right, we were talking about that series on false prophets, and Jonathan called in asking about the Pope and the Catholic Church. I'm going to answer that directly in just a moment, so don't move a muscle. Don't touch that dial. We're going to hit that in just a minute. But some breaking news about stem cell research. Scientists in the U.S. and Japan are reporting a stem cell breakthrough using human skin, not embryos. Dr. Robert Lanza, the Chief Scientific Officer at Advanced Cell Technology in Massachusetts, explains... Essentially, they start out with a skin cell, and by upregulating uh, certain transcriptional factors, certain molecules in the cells, uh, they've been able to create cells that, that very closely resemble uh, human embryonic stem cells. Okay, this could change the discussion. This could completely change the political debate. Here's Dr. Lanza again, who's talking about turning ordinary body cells into roughly the equivalent of an embryonic stem cell. It's a bit like turning lead into gold, and, and, and if perfected, we will no longer need any human eggs or any of the controversy associated with destroying embryos. So here, here's the main point. Uh, if this method is workable, it will not require the destruction of human embryos. But there are some challenges, and I want us to go back to Dr. Lanza. He says, wait a minute, there are some challenges here. For instance, they uh, require the use of viruses to modify these cells, and the FDA would never allow us to use these virally modified cells in patients. 
Okay, we've talked about this before. Uh, they they use uh, animal um, materials uh, and viral materials. They've been doing this all along in this research, and so we're a long ways towards implementation. But I think it's it's very interesting, and others are already making comments on this, Penna. Well, yes, Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council. Of course, FRC has long been talking about uh, the success of adult stem cells. And Tony Perkins says it is never necessary to compromise ethics by destroying life in order to achieve scientific aims. And, of course, this is just, he says, an historic achievement. Of course, still acknowledging that there are risks and there's a long way to go, but that we're going down the right path in ethically acceptable research rather than research, which was the other path, which is get, getting the embryos, getting the stem cells out, and those stem cells, you know, doing that destroys the embryo, destroying human life. That's just absolutely unacceptable. So we're going down a different path now. And even Ian Wilmot, who was the guy that cloned Dolly the sheep, says he's going to give up his funding for cloning. He's going to pursue this path. Well, we're going to follow this story, but again, one of the key components of the Christian worldview is the sanctity of human life, and uh, it's encouraging to see now maybe uh, a new consensus building around the the focus on adult stem cells, not embryonic stem cells, and uh, destroying uh, human life. Uh, for scientific uh, advantage of some kind. Well, we had a caller call in earlier about the Pope. We've been talking about false prophets and their phony faith, and someone said, what about the Pope? What about the Catholic Church? That was Jonathan's question. And so I want to talk about that quickly, the Pope and the Catholic Church. What do we think about this? Well, there are a lot of, I have a lot of Catholic friends, and um, there's much that's good, and we're talking about abortion today. We rejoice that many Catholics stand with us for the pro-life cause, and the Catholics are, you know, just champions for the sanctity mm-hmm. of human life. They were life. actually in the forefront of it. Absolutely. And uh, so on that, we can rejoice. And when it comes to God and country, and when it comes to belief in God generally, I mean, their their theology proper, who is God? Defending the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they're right on target. But uh, what are the differences, and are they important? Let's talk about the Pope for a minute. You know, Catholics believe that the Pope is some kind of unique representative of Christ, a vicar, and uh, it's based on Matthew 16, upon this rock I will build my church. And um, I think that's a misinterpretation. It's not Peter. It's upon the confession that Jesus is the Christ, upon this rock. On the person and work of Christ, I will build my church. It's a total misunderstanding to read that, in my view, as Peter. And uh, they make other claims about Peter, which are strange. Uh, You know, they want the popes to be single, but obviously Peter was married. He had a mother-in-law, which Jesus healed. And uh, they want Peter to be infallible. Look, any man who would have a mother-in-law and not be married would be certainly not infallible. That would be a a really bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) bad mistake. But uh, I don't even think Peter went to Rome. But that's not really that important, I think, those claims about the pope. Um, But the reformers said, look... Here's the issue. It's the gospel. And the Catholic Church would say they believe in grace, that we are saved by grace. And they would even say we're saved by grace through faith. But as a New Testament Christian, I don't think that goes far enough. It's we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. 
And if you look at Catholic, Catholic soteriology, Catholic salvation, it's we are saved by grace through faith, and that comes through the sacraments. It comes through communion. It comes, you get a little more grace through marriage. You get a little more grace through baptism. You get a little more grace administered through ordination if you're a priest or for extreme unction or last rites. And so you get grace through faith and the sacraments. And I think the New Testament message, and I think the Protestant message and the Baptist message is it's we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. In fact, the Reformers had the solas, that is sola Christa, that is sola Christ alone. We are saved sola gratia, grace alone, sola fide, faith alone, sola scriptura, the Bible alone. And I'm going to go back over those quickly because sola Christos, what does that mean? We're saved by Christ alone, not Mary. It's very interesting. There's been a movement in the Catholic Church to make Mary the co-redeemer. In fact, the last pope was part of this movement to make Mary co-redeemer. And I would say, no, Christ alone is the redeemer. Sola gratia, grace alone. No works. You can't add works to grace. Sola fide, faith alone, not the sacraments faith alone. Baptism important to show that you're saved. Communion important to celebrate the death of Christ, uh, the offering of His blood and of His body, but it is not a saving, it is not a a grace-giving kind of a thing. And then, of course, sola scriptura, and this is where all of it, I think, begins and ends, and that is, what is the authority? Is the authority the church, the pope, the councils, the bishops, or is the authority Scripture? And Protestants and Baptists and radical reformers have said the Bible and the Bible alone is our authority in matters of faith, in matters of practice, and that is the gospel message that uh, we preach. And I just go to a scripture, uh, 1 Timothy 2, which says this, There's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Not the Pope, not a priest, not a Mary, the man Christ Jesus. You look to Jesus. You believe in Jesus. Not a pastor, not a preacher, not a pope, not Mary. You come to Jesus. Next week, unstoppable global warming every 1,500 years. We'll talk to the author and Judge Andrew Napolitano of Fox News. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.